This is the weekly Fremont Moo podcast. Full count, one out, runners in the corners. The set, runner goes, hit, swing and a line drive up the third baseline and fair and rolling toward the corner for a hit. McBride has scored. Dodge around third. He's going to try and score. Sullen's throw toward home is cut off and Dodge scores. And this game is tied at six. An inside look at Moo Baseball. This one is rocketed out towards center field, going back to center field. And McBride, how did he make that catch? Behind his back, looking like Willie Mays. And now, here's your host, Nate Rohr. Welcome into episode four of the Fremont Moo Weekly Podcast. I'm Nate Rohr, and another good week for the Moo. Fremont, four and three this past week. They went up to Badlands and took two out of three. The first two wins ever for the Moo over the Big Sticks really had a chance to sweep the series. Lost an extras Friday night, but bounced back well, won the next two, and asserted themselves over the defending league champions in that big three-game series. And then the Moot came home, and they have split the first four games of this homestand, heading into a Friday night matchup with the Western Nebraska Pioneers. So Fremont looking for a winning homestand and continuing to hold the lead in the Clark Division and also continuing to hold the best record in the Expedition League. Coming up here on the podcast, we'll hear from Moo assistant coach Sean Walsh, get his perspective on this very dangerous Fremont lineup. The Moo have been hitting the ball very well all season long. We'll get his thoughts on the lineup, and we'll also chat with one of the guys who's an engine of the lineup, Dylan Sears, maybe the best nine hitter that you'll ever run into, and he's done such a terrific job at the bottom of the order for Fremont. So we'll have a quick chat with him and check in with him after he's had a great start to the 2020 season. But as we said, it's been a good first couple of weeks for the Moo, a good week this past week. Let's review the highlights. Let's hear the top moments from last week. It's time for the Moo Review. Two outs still here in a 3-0 ball game. The big six on top. Runner on third is McBride. A long pause from Barrington. Now the pitch. Ripped right back up the middle, and that'll drop in for a base hit. The Moo are on the board. A solid stroke from Kanan Dodge. Right back where it came from, and it's 3-1. But now Luke White stands on third base. Then up to the Moo. They've been in control of their destiny, and now Boynton swings, lines one into right field. It'll get into right field for a single, and the Moo at least answer with one. It's 5-2. Yeah, the 1-0. Morrison rips one into right field. It'll get in through the first baseman for a single. Here comes Boynton. He's rounding third. He'll score, and Morrison goes to second. The Moo cut the lead in. Not half, but they cut it again by another run. Five to three. The 1-1. Wind into right field and it'll get through. One run will score. Here comes the tying run. Morrison to the plate. He slides in safely and it's a tie ball game. There's at the corners, one out. The one ball pitch, it swung on and grounded through the left side for a hit. Morrison has scored. McBride to second and holding. It's an RBI single to left field. And the Moo have taken a 6-5 lead in the top of the 11. Right back up the middle. That should score. Sears, he'll hit third and head home. White will round first, and the throw will come to second. So Sears touches home, and we have a tie ball game. With one out, the batter is Plumenock, who swings and blasts this one. Deep right field, Schwellenbach all the way back, and it is gone! A three-run home run for Pete and 
Clermont make it four to nothing, Fremont. New trying to put a zero up after a four spot with two home runs in the second inning. Set in the one-one, swing and a fly ball to right field. Reller going back into his left, still going back toward the corner. End of foul ground, reaches up, and did he make the catch? Yes, he did! What a grab by Brock Reller! Racing to his left, banging into the railing, reaching into the crowd, and bringing back the ball for the third out of the inning. Yesterday was a really good day. They added one in the first here on a double from Luke White. Now the 0-1 pitch is lined into left center field. It'll drop for a base hit. Howell will hit second and head to third. That ball rolling all the way to the wall. Here comes Howell, he's gonna round third. The throw home is not in time, and Howell extends the Moose lead two to nothing on a Clemenoch double. The one pitch to Bischoff, line back up the middle, and it'll drop for a base hit. One run's gonna score. Here comes Howell rounding third. He'll score as well, and it's an RBI, two RBI single for Owen Bischoff. The Moo are back on top, eight to six. Morrison with the winning run at third. Simonson at second, Bischoff at first. Two out, Keen tied at eight, bottom of the ninth. Roach set, his one strike pitch to Shears, it's inside, it's behind him, it's back to the screen, and to score is Morrison. Mooin, 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 nine to eight on the wild pitch. 6-3 Fremont, bottom of the fifth. Simonson at third. Manuel at second with two outs, the second, the 3-2, swing and a ground ball by Sears, past the first baseman, Levensteins on into right field, Simonson has scored, Emmanuel around third, he'll come in as well, a two-run single to right field, and Fremont's lead is boosted back to five, it's eight to three, Moo in the bottom of the fifth. We're hustling around the diamond with a member of the Moo Crew. It's time to circle the bases. Dylan, first off, how did you spend your quarantine? How did you get through that quiet time after the college season was held up? Uh, for the first couple weeks, I just kind of hung out, but then I got ended up getting a job for the city of Harlan back home, and I was actually a, a groundskeeper for the city, so I worked on all the little league fields and the high school fields, which is sweet because then I got to be on a baseball field every day and kind of be around the game and stuff like that so it was, a, it was a cool experience and I'm glad I got to do it but something that I wouldn't have been able to do without quarantine really so it was a it was a good experience. Did it give you a little more appreciation and obviously you guys have to maintain the field and I'm sure that's the case uh, up at Western Illinois as well you guys have some field maintenance duties did that give you a little more appreciation for that as as you went through that? Yeah it did and like you said we do it at, we do it at school too so I kind of had a, a general idea of what was going on when I went into it but then I I kind of got into it and tried to learn more about how to keep the fields looking nice now that it was actually on my watch and on my employer's watch. So, yeah, I, I took some online classes and figured some stuff out and how to do stuff. And it was really, it's really interesting. You don't realize how much goes into it until you're actually on the field and you're in charge of it and you have to keep it nice. But so it was, it was a cool experience. You're the number nine hitter in the order every night and really just a dangerous weapon in that nine spot. Uh, what does hitting out of the nine spot do for you? Is there, are there any advantages, disadvantages to it, or is it just where you hit? Uh, I don't know. I started out at school. I really liked it just because I was kind of in the nine hole and kind of got looked over, which was at the time I was really struggling and allowed me to kind of get back into things. But now it's 
it's just kind of I don't know if I'd say a comfort thing because at school I've been hit I was hitting in the leadoff spot but and in the nine hole you kind of have that opportunity to like turn it over and get your boys going up up top but yeah I think it's just a comfort thing and lately it's been more get a pitch that you can handle and and take a swing at it and I've been fortunate to get some pitches and then they've been kind of walking me a little bit here and there so it's been it's been a good good situation for me in the nine hole. Now Brent tells me that it bothers you when you don't get the opportunity to hit. You would rather uh, get a hit as opposed to walk hit by pitch. Is that so? What's the process there? Uh, kind of. It's a it's a hit and miss thing. I mean, I want to like tonight. Obviously, I'm not going to try and do too much up there with the top of our lineup coming back up in a close game. But but yeah, early in the game, I'd like to I like to hit, but I'm definitely not going to force the issue by any means and get myself out. If I've learned anything playing college baseball is that you'll get yourself out more times than you more times than you won't. So you got to kind of take take what they give you. Your brother hopped on this roster for one night and a bit of an interesting situation. I think you guys play college ball together, but how fun was that to have him out here with the move for one night? Yeah, it was fun. Me and me and Brett have been playing together for a long time, starting oh his eighth grade year of high school. So. So it's been a long time, and then he joined me at college last year, which is cool. And we get along really well, and I like having him around. And hopefully we can get him back here for a couple of Moo games. I've been trying to work him over, but I don't know if it's going to work. Catch the Fremont Moo at Bowler Field on the weekend and take advantage of great deals and promotions. On Flipping Fridays, flip a coin to receive a discount on select food and drinks. Social Media Saturdays makes it pay to follow the Moo on social media as you'll have a chance to win great prizes. On Raising Cane's Family Fun Day Sunday, buy a family fun pack of four GA tickets, four hot dogs, four bags of chips, and four Coca-Cola products for just $40. You'll also get two buy one combo, get one combo free coupons to Raising Cane's. More information, visit FremontMoo.com. Fremont Moo Baseball, it's a hit. Here it's straight from the dugout for the men leading the herd. Here's Moo assistant coach, Sean Walsh. Chatting with Sean Walsh, the hitting coach and assistant coach for the Fremont Moo, and we're talking just after the 12-9 loss to Western Nebraska, but I think that game, along with the one with Pierre earlier this season, shows the fight this team has and how dangerous this offense is if you just sleep on them a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we haven't really been out of a game this year. Uh, maybe the Hastings won at home, but other than that, we've been in every game. Uh, trying to keep it close late. Pitching staff does a good job to keep us in it, and Hitters come around and the offense gets rolling. What's the talk like in the dugout when it's nine nothing as it was tonight? You had the big deficit against Pierre. How do you keep your guys in it? And it seems to be working. Uh, yeah, we just try and preach that we're never out of it. I think we got a good group of guys, and they know when they're hitting balls hard, they're, they're going to start to fall, and we're going to start getting some runs. Uh, putting quality of team abs. That's what we talk about, and it seems to be working so far early in the year. This has been an offense that but for maybe a game and a half, the uh, game last night against Souris Valley and then the first half of this game has really been on. Is it just kind of a snowball effect where there's so much confidence in this lineup, they always believe that they can get a hit, they always believe they can score? I think definitely. Um, I think once one guy gets a hit or hits a ball hard, it starts rolling. Um, and then the depth adds to it a lot. I feel like whatever nine guys were rolling out there, we got a pretty good shot. Um, we're pretty deep at every position, so it makes our jobs tough, but at the same time makes it fun because everyone gets a shot to be the guy that day. You talk about the depth this team has. That also has to make it pretty competitive, I would think, and keep the guys more focused, the idea that a little slump, a little bump in the road, and they could be watching from the bench as opposed to getting those at-bats. Yeah, I mean, having a that depth really does – 
it does lend itself to that. But, um, I mean, we wouldn't expect a guy to be happy that he's not playing. But it's also at the same time, it's kind of motivating. And every guy's going to get their shot. I mean, it's a long season. Everyone knows that they're going to be in the lineup at some point and just make the best of the opportunity to try and stay in there. Talk about your role a little bit as a hitting coach and watching from the bench. I mean, these guys all come in with their different approaches, their different swings. You have them for a three-month period. How much influence can you have? What? How much tweaking are you doing on their swings, on their approaches, things like that? Well, that's one thing. I, I, I try to never really mess with a swing. I mean, they're all college-level guys. They're there for a reason. They're at their schools for a reason, and they have their coaches that they work with. Uh, and obviously it's been working because that's why we brought them in. So mostly, most of the time we're talking approach, uh, depending on what kind of pitcher we got, you know, pitch selection, that kind of thing, more the mental side of it. But unless a guy comes up to, with something like, hey, do you see notice something other than that, we kind of let them do their thing. But just getting a pitch to hit and driving the baseball. Always helps to have a potent force at the top of this lineup and Ronnie McBride, the definition of that. And again, we saw that in this game tonight against Western Nebraska. Uh, from your perspective, what does he add to this lineup, both hitting and then on the bases? Uh, I think he's a guy who, if he gets on, he's going to wreak havoc. I know he's double-digit stolen bases already early in the year. Um, and he's just really a an engine for this team to go. If he gets on, everyone knows we're probably scoring because that's basically a double if he walks or singles. Uh, and he's a hard worker and he's a competitor, so having a guy like that to set the tone really helps the team a lot. Kanan Dodge right behind him is a guy who maybe his batting average doesn't look great, but he just keeps finding ways on base. That's pretty much your prototypical number two hitter. Yeah, those two make it easy at the top of the lineup for us, keep the Louisiana boys together. But uh, Dodge had a great summer for us last year. We know what he's capable of, and we're just waiting to see it come around. I mean, a lot of these guys early in the year, they are struggling. They asking, like, what do you think of that, this, whatever. And I said, you guys, you haven't seen live pitching since March. It's gonna, you're going to have to take your lumps and bruises as they come. But I think once guys start to come around, we're going to get better and better. You talk about guys being off because of the, the quarantine, the abrupt end of the college season. How much rust did you feel like you had to knock off with these guys as they arrived uh, for the first games of the year in late June? Uh, I think on a player-to-player basis, it was all different, depending on what guys were doing. I know some guys were hitting hitting in the cage a lot, and some guys were seeing live arms. I mean, you can't really replicate a live arm without seeing it. You can do as much machine and BP you want, but until you really step in the box against a live arm, it's kind of tough to replicate that. I think some guys are starting to come around, and hopefully more start to do it as well, and makes our jobs harder to put guys in the lineup. At the bottom of the lineup, you've got a guy in Dylan Sears who's about as big a weapon in that nine spot as you can have. Had four hits earlier this week in a game. Always seems to find a, a way to reach base beyond just being a good hitter. What does he bring to the table in that number nine spot? I joke with the guys all the time. It's, we just get a professional AB out of Dylan all the time. Uh, whether you've seen a lot of pitches, or getting on, hitting the ball hard, uh, pretty pretty used to seeing all those things so and whenever he gets on he turns it right back over to the top where we got Ronnie and Dodge and then whoever's hitting three four five that day it's a pretty potent for runs to get scored you talk about that heart of the order and Brock Reller in the lineup tonight you have Luke White in there most nights uh, Luke Boynton uh, hopefully starting to come around and Jack Simonson a factor there where you have kind of four guys for three spots it's got to be tough to keep them happy and keep them locked in and yet still get the great performance out of those guys yeah and that's the toughest part I think is fitting those guys in the lineup but still you know giving everyone equal playing time but you want to give the guys enough reps where they can get back and get the rust off so it's tough where you if you play a guy a game and then sit him a game it's hard to get that rust off so we're trying to manage that right now but 
basically whoever's swinging the hot stick is going to be in there just to try and get some runs. How tough is that adjustment do you see for guys playing wood bat ball? You know, these guys grow up swinging the aluminum bat, and especially for guys maybe playing their first summer of wood bat baseball and uh, the bat reacts differently, wood as opposed to aluminum. Is that a big adjustment for guys? How much do you have to talk to them about it? I think guys who are playing their first summer, it's going to be a huge adjustment. Wood's obviously a lot less forgiving. Um, if you don't get the ball just right, you might break one. But I think guys who, you know, barrel up a lot of balls at school and have played summer ball in the past with wood bat, they have no real problem, no real adjustment. Um, it comes down to pitch selection, honestly. You got you want to find pitches you can hit, and you're going to be more selective because some of those other pitches might not be as effective. This season is set up like a minor league season. You're playing every night. You have to travel overnight, things like that. How much more difficult a grind is it at this level as opposed to the college season for some guys? I think it's definitely an adjustment. Some guys aren't used to it. Um, like you said, we got bus trips, and sometimes we're getting off the bus, and we have an hour or two, and we're hitting BP and playing a game, or vice versa. We're coming back from a long road trip, and we get home at 8 in the morning, and we got a game that night. So that kind of makes it easier when we have the depth. Guys can get off days then if they need them or whatever. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. We're just about player development, keeping the bodies healthy, keeping them in shape so we can turn them over to their schools in the fall ready to go. We've talked a little bit about what the players can gain from a wood bat experience like this. What does a coach gain from going through a wood bat season? Uh, I think, like, kind of like the hitters, we were saying, like, it makes you t uh, definitely like zone in on things, like, uh, as far as making sure like your approach is on time, on time, on point, stuff like that. Because, like I said, the wood bat's a lot less forgiving. Um, coaches go through the same grind these guys do, and we're right there with them. It's been a fun offense to see un, un, uh, unveiled against the rest of the Expedition League, and we expect more runs, more offense from these guys moving forward. Good luck the rest of the year. Thank you. Here's what's coming up moving forward for Fremont. We are into the home stretch of this 20 games and 20 days stretch to start the season. After Friday night's home game against Western Nebraska, the Moo will head to North Dakota for five games, starting with two in Minot, North Dakota, against Souris Valley. The Moo beat the Sabredogs in two of three games earlier this week. Last year, the Moo split four games with the Sabredogs, including a one and two record against them in North Dakota. Souris Valley is wrapping up a Nebraska trip, taking on Hastings in a two-game series after their three against the Moo before heading home to host Fremont Saturday and Sunday. Alan Greer and Wilson Rubion continue to pace the Souris Valley offense, both hitting 367. The Sabredogs have to get it done with small ball, which makes it not surprising that they lead the Expedition League in stolen bases with 42 entering play Friday night. Fremont takes on Souris Valley Saturday night at 7.05 and Sunday afternoon at 2.05. And Saturday's game will be on Big Dog 98.9 FM and 13.40 AM. After that, the Moo returned to Dickinson, North Dakota for a three-game series against Badlands. Fremont took two of three from the Big Sticks last week, marking the first-ever wins by the Moo over Badlands after Fremont went 0-4 against them last year, all games up in Dickinson. The Big Sticks continue to lead the Lewis Division and remain in hot pursuit of the move for the best record in the league. Badlands is facing off with the Trappers in a four-game series in Pier that will run until Sunday before the Big Sticks come home for three against the move. Carson Lundmark has been the biggest stick for Badlands this year, hitting 519 with a home run and a double in just seven games. The Big Sticks continue to pitch at the best in the Expedition League, 
team ERA of 364. The Big Sticks and the Moo will face off Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in Dickinson, North Dakota, all three games starting at 735. Monday and Wednesday's games will be broadcast on Big Dog 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. All games, all season long, will be broadcast on FremontMoo.com. After the Big Sticks series, the Moo will get a much-needed off day, their first of the 2020 season. Speaking of off, we're going to take off. Thanks for listening to this week's Fremont Moo podcast. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Fremont Moo weekly podcast. Follow the Moo on Twitter at Fremont Moo and visit FremontMoo.com for news, information, stats, and to buy tickets and Moo gear. Fremont Moo baseball, it's a hit.